Bellflower. Morning, Aiden. You're out early. You know what they say. The early cuckoo catches the conchu. Tracks. Velocipray. That's no Velocipray. <laughs> I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Miles. I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're not hunting anything, but we will be talking about Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild. They played the Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the. In a world where humans and fearsome monsters live in an uneasy balance, young hunter Aiden fights to save his village from destruction by a dragon. You really want to take on an elder dragon? We're gonna need weapons. Big weapons. That elder dragon is destroying nature, and it's about to destroy communities. Our balance with nature is more delicate than you think. There we go. That's, that's, it was going so good. It was going so fucking good. Until they mention dragon. <laughs> Did they lie? Nah, well, um, as an elder uh, dragon, okay. I guess. But yeah. it just, just sounds weird yep. when you just label yeah. a monster or a monster <laughs> dragon by itself. Because <laughs> even in my mind, like, elder dragons like more than that. So, uh, yes, this is Netflix's... Um, Funded, I think they funded this, if I'm not wrong. I don't um, think, when I first heard about it a few years ago, I don't think it, I don't think I remember Netflix being in the conversation then. No, it wasn't like a, I hadn't heard anything, but like you said, it's been going in development for like two or three years, and then it got pushed, Has it? pushed back. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know how true this is, but the buzz I've heard is that it was pretty much finished a while back. And then because the live-action movie got delayed, it's just been sat in a vault. Mm, oh, really? I can see why that would be the case. Definitely. And Netflix but yeah, I decided to pick it up and put it out on their platform. I guess so. Because I, I could imagine, obviously, if it had, the world wasn't in the state it was in, this is the sort of thing that would actually get kind of a cinema release in Japan and then would just get dumped on Netflix or something back home. Mm. Like those dreadful Godzilla animes a few years back. I saw a couple of those in the movie theatres here. I, I can never see this as a probably due to be really, like, released like last year and then obviously with everything going fucking tits up then yep. they're going to just, they just held off, yeah. and, off and then realised where like kind of the movie business kind of went like somewhere doing like streaming services like for 15 quid and then other places and just Definitely don't think it would have come out before World launched for reasons that we'll get into in the actual film itself but um, it definitely makes sense for this to have released a bit closer to that game's launch than 
just know. Well, I think we saw like an initial like teasery trailer around the same time we were hearing about the first movie, right? Which was before Wild had even been announced. I've not been up with this. Um, I, this film. I have. Story. I wasn't super up with it, but shortly after, like the movie was confirmed, they're like a teaser dropped for this. And of course, all the fans online are like, oh, this is the real Monster Hunter movie. This will be the real thing, not that Hollywood shit. Yeah, because everyone on the clock away with Which the first is release. somewhat like, true. When they released like, the first concept yeah. art, everybody clocked straight away that the Hunter silhouette was an ace, the Ace Hunter. From yeah, the Julius. Yeah. So before we dive into proper spoilery the nitty gritty details do you want to like talk about initial impressions or well I right from the first time we got like a full trailer for it about a month ago it it just looks so much like a video game cutscene mm-hmm. in a way that's hard to describe because like the environments and stuff do look good the fire effects do look good the monsters look great and the people aren't like not detailed they're just the way they move and the very yes. simple faces, the expressionless faces. That's that, that's the thing. Like, like some of them are like some of them do like in certain scenes, some of them look great. Some of the people, but then the other ones when they're not like main character or whatever, like they're just even though they've clearly got like a voice acting role, even if it's like a small line, small part, like they just look off. Really I think bad. that's a yes. yeah. Definitely, a, the animation in general just felt very off. To me, like 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 you said, Luke. I thought the environments looked looked great, um, and the monsters for the most part looked grand as well. So that's to be fair, two of the key things that you would want to nail in a monster hunter movie. But the problem is, the focus is not on the environments or the monsters; it's on the people, um, and unfortunately, like you said, there yeah, there's something just. It's weird, isn't it? Like, I really noticed it with the main character, um, Aiden, and like the way like his mouth just kind of flapped open and shut. Like there wasn't even really any like any clear like like. Um, I wonder if they just they haven't bothered because they knew it was going to be in Japanese and English. They just haven't bothered to match his mouth to either of them. Well, here's the thing. And he's right? just he's just video game chatting. I don't know if it's just because it was on. Um, on Netflix, and I don't know if you you saw anything different on. I presume you were on Japanese Netflix when you actually to look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I had a look at the, the language options, and there were only like English and European languages. Um, uh, yeah, but I don't think you grabs. would have the Japanese option in Europe well, usually, would you? That well, we do on some things, like. Um, but then again, it's mostly anime, I suppose, so that would make sense, right? But um, I thought maybe something like this, which is marketed somewhat as an anime um it was like yeah, i think it was in the anime section on netflix when i was like, trying to look for it i would have thought that there would have been a japanese language option it'd be interesting to 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 know um if that is one of the language options on even the japanese netflix because i couldn't see it um and, and and all the kind of like when i was doing a bit of like looking into the film after i saw it there i couldn't see any like japanese voice cast i could only see the um like the English No I've got I've got English, Japanese, Brazilian, Portuguese are my audio options. Hmm. Well there we go. 
There you go. There we go. But um, yeah, like the the, the lip syncing and the the. I was taking some notes as I was watching it and I just very much described it as like at points it felt like watching like a cutscene from a PS2 game like with the with the humans in it like there was some real jankiness to uh, it it perhaps because we have played a bunch of Monster Hunter and seen those cutscenes it looks like the pre-rendered cutscenes you'd get in like Rise or not Rise but like Generations or yeah yeah where it looks good, like it's good CGI, but, you know, this isn't a film, it doesn't feel like a film, it's just there to show off the monsters and stuff. So there isn't much impetus to make the people look good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, when you want me to watch it for an hour and care about the human characters, it's really bizarre. Mm. But, like, I think all of that wouldn't be the end of the world if the writing and stuff was great. But it's it's such, it's just basic ass DreamWorks shit. Yeah, it felt very Saturday morning cartoon sort of dealio, right? Like, what cliches? Very much. I, it's it's strange because it feels like it's geared towards young kids, right? As yeah. a, as a, as a, as a story, but everyone that. I know, <laughs> like, I, like that's into Monster. You don't hear about young kids really playing Monster. It's mostly well, you, know, you don't. I do. I suppose, but <laughs> I, I don't know. It just it feels like this was very much something. This film was maybe geared towards the West more than Japan. Uh, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but it definitely the the, the writing as a whole feels you know focus towards a younger audience than than you know even like a teenage audience you know doesn't, yeah. doesn't even seem to, to to gear towards them i think do you think maybe some of that's like coming from because like they're obviously they're telling the story from aiden's perspective and like that story has kind of character as he's always like well and the it might be a deliberate stuff. a deliberate move to be different from the the live action film which is very clearly mm. not aimed at kids so yeah. like, oh, let's make this one a bit more kid-friendly. <laughs> it's not aimed at anyone. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of aimed at me, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'd love to see a Rathalos fighter tank. Like, here you go. Just for you, mate. <laughs> but, um, like, when they did the Monster Hunter Stories anime a few years back, that was very much for kids. Yeah, that, I that I th- literally was Saturday morning cartoon, though, right? Like, I think I think they're trying to create like this kid audience who can play side games and watch animes, and then grow up and play the main games. Okay, yeah. So this might this might be part of that offensive. I, I guess, but I think based on very little, people have built it up in their heads as being something that's aimed at like the super fans, mm. because it gives you the backstory of these characters, and because it's. Mm. It felt like it was being aimed at the game fans. Like, this is for you. This isn't this mainstream shit. I think a lot of people have built it up in their heads that it was going to be this really cool, really dark, really meaningful like story that they were going to be super into. And it, it's just a kid's movie. I would argue that it is geared towards the fans of the game. So, like, yeah, there um, is moments. Like, there's definitely moments. Like, I don't want to get like, too spoilery at this stage yeah. whilst before we... You know, the content the is, warning. but yeah. the... Um, the What's the word? The execution isn't. Yeah, absolutely. 
Like, you've got your comedy cat sidekick, you've got the girl one who dresses like a butterfly and is a bit ditzy, you've got the, you know, she's a woman who can take care of herself one, you've got the wise old leader, you've got the young upstart who he respects but he has to scold, you've got the black guy who dies first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, that probably that is a spoiler. <laughs> yep. That's not even a spoiler. <laughs> you knew he was gone as soon as you saw him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it just I finished it and uh, just wasn't even like a real, real sense of like satisfaction on the back of watching it. And, yeah, and the thing like is, that, like, that's a thing, you know. Like, that's yeah. Ahead. Like I said, to, I said to Jas before you hopped on the call there, Luke. Like, said, um, I'll be interested in all you guys' takes in it because I finished it and I thought, well, that was an hour of my life. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like there's a Stuart Lee bit where he's like. They goes, oh, so what do you want people to get from your stand-up? He's like, well, I want them to, at the end of it, be like, well, that was an hour and it did happen and you can't deny that it happened. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what it... I didn't feel like, oh, what a load of shit. I didn't feel like, oh, that was great. I just felt nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There were one or two moments in it when, like, there was some monster action and I was like, oh, I like this. Mm. Yeah, like some of the action scenes like aren't the best, but there is like moments when the monsters get revealed. Like, that's pretty cool. But it's, yeah. it's just don't know how well uh, the monsters like they actually look in that CGI. Like they do look really, really good. And there was moments again, like, like when I was watching it as well, where it's like little callbacks to like for you. You like when Julius mentions his master and the Kushala Diora, like that's straight out of for you's like story. Like because the master yeah. comes in towards the end of for you, and you get to fight. The Kushala for the master in that game. Oh, so that was fun. Like seeing, that. I, I like that aspect of it. I think like seeing the monsters was like really cool, as you mentioned. But what I definitely noticed was once they actually started fighting the monsters, like the animation was rough, like really quite choppy, um, and that that took me out of it in, Again, in a big way. The animation on the monsters was great. It's, it's the, people. the people. Sorry. Work. Yeah. 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 yeah like, it's like see the, the way they were moving about like, and like saying there, like bringing them like the actual fights of the monsters like showing up and then the hunters like fighting them like Julius is clearly using dual blades, but the animations they give them just doesn't look like a dual blade user like to me like what you would normally you're what you're used to seeing in a game. It's it's not going fast enough. It's to not going to be all over user. the place, but yeah, but like it should there should be some aspects to it like. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's moving way too slow for what you'd want to see from a dual blade user. Like, I think they got like they got like the insect glaive looked okay, and like the switch axe. Like, there were moments where you're like, "Yep, that's a switch axe like move, like just standard slash." The flippy moves of the insect glaive kind of worked, but seemed kind of chaotic in the fights. Like, whereas when Mm. You're actually hunting in a monster hunter game. It's more like a dance. Yeah. It felt like if you've watched any WWE in recent years, how they just keep cutting the camera constantly, so you don't get any you know mm. real time to focus on the moves that are happening in the ring. Very much felt like that in in, yeah. in the film once the fight started. It was just so like, where the hell do I look? Like this is just so chaotic and choppy and uh, i don't know what's really going on it's you know you, you, like i said it's disappointing because like you have these um really cool cast of monsters i don't know if we want to 
start we've already kind of been dipping our toes into it but I don't know if we want to do like an official spoiler warning out at this stage before we go any further yeah but, um, I mean I think you've already gotten our take on it and again it's on Netflix and it's an hour long so if you're listening to this podcast you've probably already made the decision to watch it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like if you if you if you've decided you do want to watch it but you haven't yet and you don't want spoilers then yeah this is the point to stop and come back yes um but yeah it's like a really really cool cast of monsters so like monsters that i was noticing besides a couple of them for the most part are monsters that haven't turned up since gen um generations um like monsters that have skipped world and skipped rise so far like um uh what, what was it tetsacabra was in it Vosidrone, Congolala, and nursilla um they were like the four that haven't turned up and i was like whoa that's a really cool choice of monsters because you don't really see them <laughs> you haven't seen them in a while interestingly the nursilla is in the um the live action movie. Oh yeah, yeah. As well. Oh, that's cool. I hope. But it's it's, it's not remotely a Nasilla, the one in the live action movie. Yeah, oh, like, oh dear. Like oh well. It's like there's a whole there's a whole nest of them. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Baby Nasilla. Whereas the one in the movie was a Nasilla, you know, like we had yeah. poison spikes and the webbing and um. The the only thing I did, I was wondering. I was like, they, I've already kind of aware at this point the film was skewing quite young I was like we're not going to get the big disgusting horrific points in mandible are we <laughs> I really <laughs> wanted it would have been fantastic but uh, yeah maybe a bit gruesome for a film that's definitely not geared towards a slightly older audience <laughs> and then of course we've got the kind of two biggest threats in the films which are was Devil Joe and you know seeing Devil Joe turning up um and like the whilst it wasn't the Devil Joe theme, you know you can definitely see what they were going for, yeah. um, with the music like the horns and you know very much that element, which surprised me because later in the film when Lunastra turns up, they actually have the like the Teostra Lunastra music well, as part of the maybe theme that. maybe that um. Devil Joe music is too close to Godzilla for them to get away with using it in a movie. Okay, yeah, that would make... Yeah, okay, <laughs> I can see that now. Because, yeah, the Devil um, Joe scene is probably my highlight of the film. Just because, yeah, it's Devil Joe fighting Kongalala, I felt like I was watching Godzilla vs. Kong again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you get... Like, the Kongalala even gets a good old punch in on the Devil Joe's face. It's, you know, it's a nice rampaging monster. I mean, it's not like... It's, real... it's not as deadly as you kind of want to see your Devil Joe being, but it's still... Yeah made a big impact and there's a reason it's probably probably one of the reasons it's a highlight a highlight for you as well is it's two of the monsters going on and there's none of the choppier human animation in there i've been trying to find the name of this uh, animation studio and what they've done elsewhere because i I wonder if they did start out doing game cutscenes. but it it feels like they do know how to do monsters. remember like looking them up a while back and i don't think they've got like i think their most notable stuff is like the work on like some of the Lego movies. Okay. But like, or do the shorts like for the Lego movies is like a basically a, a teaser yeah. to like the full thing. I don't know if they're like 
the studio that's fully animated. This definitely is not the same studio that animated the Lego movie. (laughs) Yeah, but they've done, like, I think they've done short teasers and stuff like that for, like, Lego stuff, like Lego Simpsons and things like that. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, maybe they did those, like, straight-to-DVD Lego Star Wars movies a while back. Yeah, it's probably, it was all, like, short teaser things. I think the run, I think the run yeah. times of the Lego stuff that they've done from what I remember was, like, usually around about an hour or shorter than what. But I remember... Legends of the Guild. Gaijin Hunter was talking about this movie had a lot more involvement with the actual, the game team than the live-action movie did. The live-action movie, the game team gave them, like, information and stuff, but Paul Verhoeven could basically do what he wanted. Not Paul Verhoeven. I wish it was Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven, would yeah, that would have been the movie to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this one, I think, um, like, the game creators did help, like, write the movie and had some uh, directorial input. So maybe they could just lend them their own animations for the monsters. Because the mm. monsters in the games look fucking incredible at all times, so just you know give them a slightly better lick of paint and those animations are probably better than the humans in this film i was having a little look about the um the 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 director of the film um and this is his only directing credit he's he's mostly just worked as um on visual effects on different films before in the past so this was his kind of Debut into the directorial yeah. world, which yeah, it shows. Making, like, I think it's, I think yeah. the thing that holds it back from like it could have been a lot better. Like, there's a lot of like aspects they they, they nail in Legends of the Guild, but like the biggest thing that holds it back is the runtime, in my opinion. Like, you give it an extra half hour, and, like it gets it gets a bit more room to breathe. It still may be cliched and like played out, and things seen a lot of things that you've seen before, like many times in many other films, but. Give it like an extra half hour and like it can breathe a little bit and then maybe you would like care for some See, of those two maybe, characters that for care for those characters that die, like whereas when they die you're just like, Yeah, that happened. Because like, you don't get yeah. any time to yeah. have any attachment to them. If it was done well, then yeah, an extra half an hour could have helped. But mm. I already feel like this film didn't really have enough content to fill its runtime. <laughs> I think it's, it still probably would have been like a ba- pretty bad, like film, not like mm. god awful or anything like that. Like it's it's bad, but I've seen way worse like things. I also films. wonder. I think we'd be judging this film really differently if it had come out three or four years ago, when Monster Hunter was this obscure little franchise that a few of us in the West mm. were into. Yeah, I think we'd be like, oh like, my god, oh, we've got content. Yeah, <laughs> we've. We've never seen the monsters looking like this, you know. Yeah. Here's a bit of story. We've never really had much story. Whereas now, like, World and Rise are full of cutscenes and story and characters. Mm. Like, the graphics are stupendous in those games. The franchise is huge and feels like it should have a big budget mm-hmm. thing put to it. And this just feels like a, you know, like a straight-to-DVD Bionicle movie sort of level of quality. <laughs> like, it's good and it's fun for, for the kids, but it's not. You know, it's not trying to be great art. Well, that mm-hmm. that's one of the things I noted down when I was like when I was writing down a few notes afterwards. As I said, I just wish this had more budget. Um, and a part of me also wishes it wasn't three D. I kind of wish it was three D. What I would have, mm. I think they probably should have done, which stuff doesn't really do anymore, but it was doing back in like the mid two thousands, 
they could have done the humans as 2D animated characters and still have 3D monsters. Like a few of the Transformers animes and stuff did that. Yeah, I know some... Like, there's animated today that still comes out and does that. I know, like, like even, like, bloody Attack on Titan. Like, the, the, yeah, t- I the think, Titans um, are 3D. I think Godzilla Singular Point does that as well, and that's yeah. really good. Um, I think it's quite hard to do well, though. That's the thing. Like, and I think... Well, the thing is... Yeah, but the, like... Again, there's already a lot of art design done for these monsters. I suppose, yeah. Like, we've had stories which has, like, a cel-shaded anime style. Like, it's not like they'd be taking these live-action characters and doing mm. all the work. Like, it's... There's a grounding there to use. Just... But yeah, I, I also would have been really interested to see, like, a proper anime of this. Like, what sold me on it was... Uh, I don't know if you noticed the credits. Like, they were showing, like, the concept art for, like, some of the characters yeah. and the monsters. And like, I was, like, watching them, like, getting coloured in. And I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And then like, they put, like, the 3D awesome. effect over it. And like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 I'm with I you, like, a 2D, just... like, a 2D version of this would, like, would have been great. I think... Yeah, we're living, like... we're living in quite sad times because for the last, like, 20 years, Western movies have gone all in on 3D animation and Japan's been, like, this holdout of 2D anime. And slowly 3D is starting to take over here as well. Mm-hmm. Well, like Pokemon, Pokemon. Pokemon put out a 3D one. Doraemon put out a 3D one. Ghibli's about to put out a 3D movie. Are they? Yeah. I saw him. Um, none of them look as good. movies in well, general, for... like other video games like the Sonic movie and Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Like... I saw uh, um, Lupin, Lupin third. Like that looked quite good oh, yeah. in 3D, but that's the only one I've seen that actually looks oh. decent. <laughs> Visually. The Pokemon one was obviously a bigger budget than well, this. Well, yes, yeah. But yeah. it still ended up with the same problem where the Pokemon looked great and Ash and Brock and Misty looked awful. Yeah. I think what would. They were talking about kind of the runtime there. And interestingly, like while you guys were talking about that, I was looking up the writer um, of this. And this is the only film he's written, according to IMDb. What he's done before was superhero cartoons, like t- like TV cartoons, like mm. shorter shorter episodes, and he has done like looking at it here like multi part like stories, but they've been broken down into like you know episodic content, longer runtime. I do wonder if this was maybe broken down into a mini series. You know, I know you were talking about how they didn't feel like there was enough content in the film as it was, but like. They probably could have fleshed out a bit longer, and you know, let if the characters. they done like a here's an episode about more. hunting this monster, an episode about hunting this monster. Yeah, and like introduce the characters. Well. Like a mini series would, would definitely work. And then yeah, the Lanastro is like the finale. Yeah, and like you can bring, you can then like bring in the characters, the like the, you know you mentioned the cast, how just in the film they are so bare bones <laughs> you know like oh here's you, you you summed them up you summed up each character when yeah, you were listening like a like, couple of like a couple of lines of dialogue and then like and then yeah. like to get the dialogue out and then they're practically dead <laughs> like like when the like, like the blacksmith switch axe guy like he had this whole like sort of crazy backstory about how he he like he he, he became like, a poacher was hunting for sport but then like, he Saw the error of his ways and blah, that like blah, had blah. no time to breathe at all, and then he yeah. dies, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's him gone. Just like, I, f- I think I genuinely felt 
more emotion at the Kinsec dying than I did with that guy. <laughs> I forgot about the Kinsec dying. And like, uh, it's quite, it was quite like, like I know it was like off screen implied, but it was quite brutal. Like the insect glaive girl, like she got eaten alive, didn't she? Like by the Lunastra. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a brutal way to go. Hunter as well was like, he was torched to death, like incinerated. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Like you see the flames like, come out and it kind of cuts away. <laughs> Brutal, pretty brutal, and uh, yeah, maybe they should have brought in the Nursella Mandible <laughs> if they're gonna have Lunastra incinerating people, just have Nursella skewer somebody, it'd be great. I did like um, Aiden's character though, like when she asks him why he makes those dumb puns, and it's like, I, I was scared of the monsters, but I've chosen not to be. I thought that was a really nice little character moment for quite a dumb trait that he's had since Monster Hunter 4. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've actually had that written down as well. Like, I genuinely... Like, the punter winding me up. I do, <laughs> like, I do they like were winding me up as the film goes on. And then I that moment like was revealed, like, though, okay, like, it's going to be paid off. And obviously, Aiden as well, like, comes a part of that group. Like, that's all handled mm. pretty well, because it's like, it has to be, because yeah. it's a callback. It's a callback to established characters from 4 years. Ironically, one of the most like threatening bits of like the story was when he was getting attacked by the Velocidrome at the very beginning. Like uh, that genuinely like they made the Velocidrome like feel pretty damn scary. Like I suppose this is how how it would be. Like if you were in that world and you were just like uh uh, nah, I'd fuck it up, mate. I'd fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) Right here, perfect. I've written down. I've written down. On my notes, on my on bit of notes here, like does a good job of selling how threatening even weak boys like the Volosun could be. And then I put here <laughs> in brackets, Luke will definitely say he could beat up a Volosun. <laughs> <laughs> so had you, had you there. <laughs> that's, that's a funny moment as well. And at the start, like when obviously Julius like first appears, and it's just one sword thrust into the Volosun's neck, yeah. and it's dead. That's something this film and the live-action film did, is, like, it's very difficult to make the fights last as long in a film mm. as they do in the games. Because mm. in a film, if you're just, like, hammering away and it's not doing anything, it looks like your sword is shit. <laughs> or you get, like, some Power Rangers shit where you just hit them and sparks come off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it always it has to be, like, a one-kill sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which obviously is not satisfying in a video game, but, yeah, it makes more sense for a movie. Well, that's where like monster breaks kind of work for a you know more cinematic approach, and they did that in yeah. the in the in the, the anime as well. Like the when they use like the big dragonator bomb thing, it mm. breaks off Lunastra's horn, doesn't it? Smashes up its head, yeah. Yeah. Before it gets swept away and ravages the village at the same point. But I also I like that. Yeah. His solution to saving his village was to flood the fucking village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really fucking dumb. <laughs> No wonder he had to run away from the village, probably raging at him. Yeah, whoever survived it, yeah, because you don't see it. You see other people like yeah. running towards the dam, I think. <laughs> In a previous scene, and then he runs up, and then, like, I guess they're up on high ground. Like, it's fine, they've really all got air potions. Did you notice um, who voiced Aiden? Like, I didn't, know. 
Have you seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, f- uh, uh, yeah, I have. Is it Aang? It's Zuko. Oh, Zuko, cool. Yeah, yeah, da- Danny, Danny Brasco, Brasco, Brasco. I think it's Brasco. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh... Just wondering that because I obviously like he had voice. Aiden has like voice dialogue and like Iceborne and stuff like that. Is it not the same actor then? Is he voiced in Iceborne? Like Aiden, yeah. Yeah, oh, because he's in the bits, yeah. Fatalis bit, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Guess dialogue and obviously Julius and that, all his mad stuff is like mentioned in that Fatalis the cutscene post Fatalis cutscenes. Um, I have no idea. I can try and look it up right now while we continue yeah. chatting, but uh, hmm. but yeah, like they had the reasonably good like. voice cast as well because I think um, one of the lasses that voiced a Persona character I think she did the um Encyclave girl. Um Me. I think she was the vo- so I think the voice acting in general was wasn't wasn't bad at all. Yeah, it was like like I said, it was pretty generic stuff. But it was okay. Yeah. a pretty much a good summary and review right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I mean I sort of said this before we went into our spoiler section. It's like if you're into Monster Hunter and you've got Netflix, you might as well. Yeah, you'll yeah. find a lot like certain moments though you'll find a bit of enjoyment yeah. of it. Like you're not gonna be blown away. Don't like don't go in expecting it to be the best thing Monster Hunter has like ever delivered to you, but like there'll be moments of joy. Even older, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Is he known as Excitable A Lister? And Excitable A Lister, yeah. yeah. That's what he's known as in Wild, yeah. It's not Danny Brasco. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe, unless um, it might be a different voice actor in the future scenes. Oh, okay. He might be. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, because that's going back. That's what I mean, when you see him on the boat, he's a bit older, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting part because obviously it's the opening of World. But he's like, let, let me tell you a story, and he's talking to basically the default hunter that you can basically select if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, serious handler as well. I did enjoy that that kind of tie into world, and it, that's what made me wonder like, was this meant to come out, if you're talking about it being, you know, held back for a while, was this meant to come out a lot closer to world's um, initial release date? Well, because it was very much based on four with like a little tease of world so i feel like it was meant to come out maybe just before yeah. world even and that would make a lot more that would make a lot of sense with the monsters they chose to use for the cast that yeah. they had right like had this come out after world you would imagine they'd probably want to have well maybe maybe not considering it's set in the old world as opposed to the new world but you would imagine they would still want to have some you, well, you maybe see Zora Magdalene well, at the very end or even, something like that, I don't know. Even they'd want to have some old monsters which are in yeah. the world. Whereas, yeah, Devil Joel and Astra were not actually in world when it released. True, they that's right, they were post-content. Gongolala, Velocidrome are not yeah. in there. It definitely fits the theme for it to be set, like, obviously to be as a precursor to the world because they mentioned, they even mentioned, like, the Elder Dragon, like, migration across the sea. That's right. The movie. Yeah, well, yeah, it starts with them on the boat talking about the Elder Crossing, like, yeah. even with a picture of Zora. It's very much set up as a mm-hmm. prequel to World, but yeah. 
some fireworks going off. I can't see him there. That's probably a good time to stop recording. Like it, yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. Cool. Is Alm you drawing next? I think so. Yeah. That's what I've written a poem for. Not a very good poem, <laughs> but I've written one. <clears throat> Andy is a stinky boy and really needs a bath, but he decides to get even smellier for a big old laugh. So he jumps in a big old disgusting mud pile and he rolls around and sits there for a while. He laughs and says, look at me, I am a beautiful swan, but oh no, he's been eaten by an almudron, (laughs) so please... Join us for that <laughs> next week. Um, until then, look where can we be found? You can find this podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Um, oh, you might be listening to this on the Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary feed because it's basically a movie podcast. So I might put it up there. In which case, hi, this is Monster Mash. We usually talk about the monsters from the Monster Hunter games. We do one monster each episode, and we're currently working our way through Rise. So if you're playing Monster Hunter Rise, check that out. If you're a Monster Hunter World kid, why not go back and look at those ones? If you're into the older games, uh, maybe check <laughs> back and listen to those. They are not good! <laughs> and if you like this podcast, you want to help me keep putting podcasts online, maybe consider expanding, then why not go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And, uh, Jas... What can they tweet at? Andyman949. <laughs> oh, I didn't think anybody was going to do that. I was going to get let away. No, you... If you're, if it's me, you and Jay, you always get asked and you always freak out about <laughs> being asked. Like, yeah, because I never have anything to fucking think about when it fucking gets asked. Like, I hate being put on the spot. Like that. So tweet that at Andyman949. <laughs> Yeah, ask why. Why does Jas hate getting put on the spot? There you go. Oh, until then, catch you next time. See ya.